the easiest way of summarizing everything from over there to over here. We learned the Torah from the Rebbe Abunim Peshischa last week. We that the problem that the problem that that we have and the state of things when the Balshantiv appeared when Hashem's Bach sent his Nisham to the world was that for the most part the Bakasha the Bikush seeking Hashem was Misham. Misham, as the Rabbi Abunam explained in Hakiris in the intellect Proofs from outside of oneself. When in truth, the Rebbe Bunim explains that the only way that one can truly connect to Hashem, the only way that one can truly identify with his Yiddishkeit, is when that voice of Hashem is heard from within himself, not from outside of himself, not in the world, not Chakiris, all of that. Those are all nice things to support one's Yiddishkeit, to strengthen one's Yiddishkeit. But the truth is that the Rabbanu Shalom is to be found means that means that instead of looking for Kaddish Baruch Hu so, so you should Instead of instead of seeking Hashem, looking for Hashem, looking for Amuna, mi from outside, from outside and hearing Hashem as a king who is just commanding you to do something from beyond, who's Sayyid Kal who surrounds the world, who's hovering someplace higher and further away from you. All of that is called Misham from over there. From over there. Turns the attention of the person to himself, to within himself, and instead of hearing that voice from beyond, to hear from within oneself, within oneself, in one's own heart, in one's own life. And therefore, We've been talking about how the Psukim Vaatamachai is Kulam, that Hashem you give life to everything that exists. Lays us upon there is no place without you. The question is how Khsidis and the question that the Tov asked when he came was how do you see yourself? How do you look at yourself? Do you look at yourself? Not not the Grand Canyon, not the Golan Heights, not the beautiful rivers and lakes of the world. Do you see yourself as, as a gilui of Elokus? Do you see yourself as a shtick God? As God. That doesn't mean chas As God. As Hashem. But as a gilui Elokus. We learned once that the tzaddikim explained that anochi Hashem elokecha on a deeper level means that anochi within myself, in my very existence, is Hashem elokecha. And that means... If I see myself as a gilu of Elokus, and I understand that my entire tafkid and all my vavayda in this world is to recognize that and to develop that and to live in that way, that Elokus is not something which is outside of me, it's there also, but that's not where I seek HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's not where we cast the Misham, 
but rather Amuna and Torah and Elokus and so on, that's within myself. That's within myself. A Yiddishkeit is a Yiddishkeit of Sarev Kal Alman, where God is somebody who is distant and outside, is a Yiddishkeit of Shibudim, where a person where a person is Mishtabeg, a person is faithful to that voice outside of himself who's commanding him to do this and to do that. And the person tries to find the Yofi, the beauty, in whatever it is that he's doing and everything in the world. That's why, as I mentioned in the past, Hasidus never appreciated the, the search for Tameha Mitzvahs. Tameha Mitzvahs, were there, there were great tzaddikim who, who wrote Swarm and who taught the importance of trying to understand why do we do this mitzvah? What's the reason for the mitzvah? What's the rationale for the mitzvah? There are many, many swarm like that. And, and they're wonderful swarm. And, and the Balsham Tov and Tamil Balsham never said that these are not wonderful swarm. However, in the line of the Maharal and, and other tzaddikim, this is something where we see the influence of the Maharal and Hasidus. Tameha mitzvahs are, are a way of Again, strengthening or embellishing our connection to the mitzvah. But it's not the reason of the mitzvah. Because then you are engaging in uvikashtem misham. You are using your own intellect, your own understanding, and you're assuming that that, that is the dvar Hashem. And you're looking for something to explain why am I putting on film. Why, why is Basavachalov? Uh, why is Basavachalov forbidden, and so on? Chassidus did not take that approach because self called self. All of that is lo ata. It's not you. It's not the elokus within you. It's explanations and drishas and chakiras and so on. Chassidus is the is mibsari echze eloka. I see Hashem. Mibsari echza aloika within myself, I see Hakadish Baruch within myself. Mibsari echza aloika. So let's go back to the tikkun that we were talking about. The tikkun in shul with the chasidim are sitting after davening and they're having a tikkun. That was what we began with last week, the tikkun. Whereas the fellows are sitting around after davening, they're enjoying, they're enjoying a uh, and some. Maybe if it's a deluxe ticken, some fish and a little bit, some some zayinus. The question, the question that that must be asked regarding eating bechlal, and we're going to be talking a lot about eating. The question that must be asked about eating bechlal is, what is the relationship that a Jew has to the physical world? What is the relationship? What is the relationship that a Jew has with the physical world? Generally, the way that we were taught, and the way that the world was viewed, or our relationship with the world was reviewed, was viewed, from that perspective of simsum kipshuto, that kivyochel that Hashem's light is not to be sought in every single granule of of this world, but rather our avoda is our avoda is to concentrate on obeying Alman. So from that perspective, every time that a person sits down to eat or engages in anything else that's 
physical. The whole mice is a mice that's a bedevid. It's a metzius of bedevid. It's a there's a conflict. There's a conflict every single time that I come into contact with chaymer with the physical world. There's conflict, and and the conflict the conflict means that the marshal on Shabbos there's there's a chiv of Einig Shabbos. This is a very hard thing to explain to somebody who who to begin with when it comes to the act of eating, when it comes to the act of eating, or any contact that coming into the world of Chaimut, the act of eating itself is a Muhammad, is a war between the guf and the the the, the guf and the neshama, between the neshama and the outside world. If Einik Shabbos, Einik Shabbos would create even greater challenges because then you have even the poorest people would have the best foods. So when it comes to the war between the between ourselves and the world, it became more difficult when there was Kogel and Shalant and so on. As opposed to during the week when they were barely able to eat anything. And therefore we have many, many stories from Sadiqim, from Bali Musa and great Sadiqim, uh, who, who, when they would see a Bokhar, when they would see a Yeshiva Bokhar, who was not only having a piece of bread and a little bit of, uh, a little bit of leaven, a little bit of cream or something, but he was actually taking the leaven and spreading it on to the bread, so you'll find in this forum that stories about how the Rashashiva would would be disgusted or very upset, and he would look at the Bachar and say that he's Munach Bagashmius. He's Munach he's living in Gashmius. He's completely shakua in the in the Gashmius. It's not enough that he has a piece of bread to live and that he has a little bit of leaven in order to in order to survive, but he has to actually take his his, his pita or his bread and he has to dip it into the he has to dip it into the into the into leaven, that's already something which is not proper for uh, for a ben Torah. That's not proper for somebody to be munach besorch hagashmius. you never saw by the chassidim and the haratikim that there would be any regret or any guilt associated with with having with having a tikkun. There'd never be anything of, the, of that sort at all. There was never a feeling. There was never a tchusha of of guilt when coming to Olam Hazah and when approaching anything in the area of Chaimer, of this world, it means that the, uh, the uh, now we have to be very careful to understand this properly, it means that in Hasidus, in Hasidus, the world was not seen as the enemy of the Jew. It doesn't mean you're not going to find a thousand Torahs that talk about how careful you have to be not to be Balitaib, I'll talk about that in a second. But the, the piece of meat was not seen as your, as your arch enemy, the world was not seen as your enemy, other Abba. In Hasidus, the world was seen as your, as your friend. Remember that in Hasidus, the focus is on Hakadosh Baruch Hu being the Malikol that God fills everything and God is lays us upon him. And they were supposed to think about that. We're supposed to think about how God is everything. God is everywhere and is everything. So food was not seen as an enemy. Food was seen as an opportunity to fabren. To, to, to get together to say Sipuri Tzadikim and to Febreng with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was a time of Dibu Chaverim and therefore Sudos and the Sudos of the Tzadikim which is a very big subject the meals of Tzadikim, the Tish. There's a Tshuva from the Mishnah Sachir you might know uh, another famous Sefer the Yerok called Eimah Bonim Semechem it was a great Tzadik that was killed by Kiddush Hashem 
So he has a tshuva, he has a long tshuva in, uh, in his in his Mishnah Sachir, explaining to a, explaining to a rav the Indian of of tzaddikim and their long meals that they have Friday night and by uh, Yom Tovim, where this where this rav wrote him that he can't believe that there's such bittul Torah that that so much time is spent sitting around like a, a table watching a person eat and telling a couple of stories and singing some of the gunim when uh, when you could have been learning many many blad gemara and how could a person ask in an innocent way. And the Mishnah Sachi writes, I wouldn't be answering this question if I thought that you were, that you were, God forbid, saying something against the tzaddikim of the generation. I understand that you want to know. You want to understand why is this? Why would we sit for hours? The Mishnah Sachi was Why would we sit for hours at a table Friday night instead of learning? What is this Indian of the, of Achila, of eating? We're going to learn a Torah from the Baal soon. What is this Indian of, of eating? <clears throat> Where the, where the um, where to the where to the person who was not a chassid, eating was at best something that you had to do in order to survive, and the entire act of eating is a b'de'evet, which is why the great people would be critical of individuals who were who were enjoying their food. Who, they'd be critical of people who were enjoying their food, and saw that as an as uh, something that that is a. Uh, that is, uh, on some level, um, g- surrendering to the world and giving into Chalmer and so on, and not proper for a Jew. Now, remember, we saw from the Rebbe Bunim last week that that a, that the Chassid, in order to be able to honestly engage in that search for Hashem and everything in his life and to connect to that Lokus and everything. He said, Remember that the Rebbe Bunim said that that's only when there's a person who's already on the level of Taharis Midaisa, when he was already Metahir himself, he purified himself. He's an Amadrega of Dveikas Basham. Therefore, it's, it's, it should be clear that, that this positive connection to food and this way of looking at food as being an opportunity to connect to the elokus that's inside of the food and as it says in the Svamak Doshim to somehow elevate the Nitzaitzes of elokus to bring higher to reveal and to bring out the elokus that's in the piece of food this Avoida is as the Rebbe Bunim said this is an Avoida of a person who's ready in a Madrega that at least on some level he has been metahir his midos, he has purified himself, he has purified his heart. Otherwise, otherwise, uh, what obviously comes from this, and many and many who were opposed to Chesidus were worried about this, and they were right for being worried about it, is that Jews who are not on the level of Anochi Hashem Alokecha, to connect to the Elokus, which we'll talk more about what that means, we'll see, we're not on that level to connect to the elokus that's in everything. So obviously, it's much more comfortable for them to sit with each other and to have a lechayim and to eat some azonis instead of sitting with a Rabbi Rucham or a Chaskel or some great bali Musa at the table, staring at them and looking at them like, "What's the matter with you? Why are you like you know? Why are you fressing?" It, 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 the uh, the fact is that if a person is not on the madrega that the Rebbe Bunim is saying, is that of course it's 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 mostly a, a that, the, that he's done about taiva, and he can make an entire sheet out of eating, and he could and you could quote a thousand swarm, 
about the importance of lifting up the fallen sparks in your sushi and, your, and in your steak, and you're just a big baltaiva. You're just a big baltaiva, and you could see. And this is something, unfortunately, we see that, that when it comes, if, if you, everybody here knows that if you're someplace and you want to have a good meal, then it's much better to go to the chassidim than anybody else. That's just, everybody knows that. E- even those who consider themselves misnagdim, they'd rather have supper with the chassid. And you'd rather order with the chassidim because you know that you're going to have, you know that the kugel's going to have much more oil in it. <laughs> That's not even a question. And you know that everything is going to be much more tasty. And you know that the servings are going to be much larger, not because of gender, not just because of gender. I'm not saying that they're better, harder, and they're nicer, and you can have bigger portions. It's because the Indian of Achila was never ever looked down upon by the tzaddikim. Achila was always seen as an opportunity to connect to Hakadosh Baruch in a very remarkable way that we're going to learn about, and in one of the deepest ways, where there was tzaddikim that said that Achila is on a higher level than tefillah, eating is on a higher level than davening. Now, people who are not metahir the midas, when they hear eating is on a higher level than davening, you can see how a lot of people get upset about saying such a thing. The Marinaim of the Tzadikim said such a thing, that Achila is on a higher level, ideal Achila. Because the Tachlis is, to me, Megala Kvayda Hashem, even in that piece of food, that everything is a lakus, which is the Tachlis of Dir B'Dachton, we're going to be talking a lot about which is a higher madrega, just like the base of Miktish is a madrega of because in the, in the Eitzim and the Avonim and the wood and the stone and the gold and the silver and the copper, everything is a lokus. And to take it and to lift and to lift and eat sites of who we don't just talk, the high there's a madrega of, of taking a behemoth, taking a carbon and bringing a physical carbon on the Mizbeach and eating that meat and the eating of the carbon and what that means not just Achilles and Mizbeach, but eating the carbon Shlomer and the Kahanim eating the food. And and how could it be that, that there were Tzadikim who said that, that Achila ideally is higher than Tefillah? In other words, uncovering the Elokus and the piece of food is more difficult and ultimately is even greater and more connected to the ultimate tachlis of being in this physical world than just speaking to Hashem or thinking about Hashem. And that's really what, the, what he writes about in that shuva, in the Mishnah Sochi. But if a person is not in that place and he hasn't spent years working on 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 lifting his heart up, on refining his heart, and and coming closer and closer to that Anochi Hashem within himself, so then he could use a lot of things that are found in the Chesed to justify just being a big Baltaiva. Just to be a big Baltaiva. But again, the ideal of Chasidus, the ideal of Chasidus, is that the time of eating, the Zohar, it's true, the Zohar calls the time of eating a time of milchama, a time of war, and there is this danger of the guf taking over, of the body being victorious, which is why the Balai Moser and those Sadiqim, the Balai Moser, were concerned and understood that the average person, they were worried about that yeshiva bacher getting a little bit too excited about breakfast, because the because Rabbi Ruchman and Rabbi Chazkel and those tzaddikim, and Rabbi Salanter and so on, those tzaddikim were right in that 
in that yeshiva bacher, for the yeshiva bacher, the fact that he's uh, overdoing it with his breakfast means that he's just indulging the body, and he's giving into the goof. And we could understand why, in their eyes, refraining is better, as much as possible. And if you have to eat, then eat less. And if you have to eat, then the food shouldn't be so tasty. Because, in, because the mitzvah is that in the war between the guf and the neshama, this yeshiva bacher is not on the level where he's going to be, where he's going to be uh, lifting up any sparks in anything. He's just going to be dragged further and further down by, by the act of eating. So we could understand why the, those tzaddikim were concerned, and they're 100% right, and that's true. And we see with our own eyes that, unfortunately, by many, by many of the chassidim, that the union of eating, without, without what the Baal was talking about, and without what the tzaddikim were talking about, that, that, that it's, uh, it, it could become just eating with complete recklessness, without any cheshman at all. Because at least if a person was raised in the world of the yeshivas, not the chassidim, the non-chassidish yeshivas, so he was raised with a certain sense of, of, uh, of refraining and holding back and being more careful and so on. But like what happened, <coughs> another example of this is that there's a certain warmth that could always be found in a, in a chassidish abesamadrish. The warmth, of course, was a warmth that came as a result in, initially, and ideally as the result, of feeling the presence of God. Because HaKadosh Baruch is memalekol almin. Now, if HaKadosh Baruch is memalekol almin in a piece of bread, certainly he's memalekol almin in the Vesmedrash, in the Shtibel, in the Shul. And that feeling of, that feeling of warmth and that, and that strong positive energy in the Chesidah Vesmedrash when the mispalim are individuals who were metaher the amidas, like we were learning last week from the Rebbe Bunim, so then the davening is a fiery davening. It's a davening filled with nagunim, with simcha. It's, it's, it's unbelievable davening. But what happens, if, what happens if the original intent of the Baal Shem Tov is not there? And all that's left is the, the homey, cozy feeling of, of the Besamedrish, then you understand that the result of that could be crazy talking during the evening and uh, an, an altogether relaxed attitude about how to treat a base medrash, what to do in a base medrash, how to be in the, how to be in the shul and how to be in the shtibel. So there was no question there's a danger in this. What the Balshamtov had in mind was, and what the Tamri Balshamtov had in mind, as we're going to see, is that, yes, eating, for instance, is a time of war. The Zohar says that. Lechem, Bread, we've learned in the past, is the same letters as the word Milchama. Lechem is Milchama. And there is a war that take, that's taking place between the Guf and the Neshama when you sit down to eat. The difference is that the Baal Shem Tov said that we're going to come to the table as Chayalim, as, as soldiers, B'Simcha, and we're going to try to concentrate on Leis Osa Panui Minei. We're going to try to concentrate on the God that is in the bread on the God that fills the piece of bread that you're eating. We're going to try to be confident, and we're going to be on that level where we could, we could seek Hashem, and therefore the, therefore the, the uh, Tzalachas, the Tzalachas means the plague, is the same letters as the word Hatzlach, it says in some of the 
Tzalachas is the same letter as the word Hitzlachta. If you're victorious, if you're victorious at the time of eating, then the plate of food is not, is not something that brings you down into the world of Chaimur, into the world of the Guf. The Hatzlacha of the eating of the Tzadik is that the Tzadik is a warrior, and the Tzadik comes to the table, and that act of eating, and he understands that that piece of kugel is a shtikelokus. That a kashbaruch is a mamale, fills that piece of kugel. That a kashbaruch fills that piece of fish. Shahakol, he makes a bracha. mamish is elokus. It's not that that Hashem is someplace far away. And said that uh, in order to exist, you have to eat in order to serve me. But this is a way of serving me. Eating is itself a way of serving me. But we have to keep in mind that that for the average for the average person, and and in the hestapon that we're in and of all the years, that to a large extent, the average person is not in that place that the Balshamta was talking about, that the Rebbe Bunim was talking about. And here's where we come to understand the very basic. Machloikis, if we can call it that, because I know this would be insulting to many people, but it is a machloikis between the Rambam and Hasidus regarding the act of, of eating Lamosha. The Taldus, the Taldus Yaakov Yosef, was the, was the first Hasidic Sefer that we have, the Taldus Yaakov Yosef. So the Taldus in many, many places, in the Mishpatim and the but in many places, the Taldus Yaakov Yosef explains that there is an essential difference between the Rambam's view of this world and of eating Lamosha. And and the and the way of the the way of the Balshamtiv. The Rambam in Hilchas Dayas and Paragimel Halacha Beis. The Rambam is explaining the Indian of Kol Ma'asecha L'Shem Shemayim, which Chazal say that we should do everything for the sake of heaven. B'chol Drachach Adayu it says in Pasuk everything should be done for the sake of heaven. That means, according to the Balshamtiv, what that means is that when a person eats. The purpose of that is so that he'll have the strength to learn the Daven and the Mokai Mitzvahs. It'll give him strength. He'll be able to have the strength to, to eat and so to, to, uh, to learn the Daven and so on. Sleeping, going to sleep, again, is that the person should be able to, to, be able to have the Koychus to learn to be an Eved Hashem and so on. So according to the Rambam, and this is the way that, that we were always taught, according to the Rambam, the, the tachlis of eating and sleeping is the toelas, is the benefit, the advantage, the benefit of that, the benefit of those physical acts that uh, come out later on at some other point when you're learning and when you're davening. So if you had a good night's sleep, like many of the Rosh Hashivas and so on, encouraged, including the, the Chavetz Chaim and the Stipe and many of the great Rosh Hashivas and Sadiqim, they encouraged the boys to go to bed early so that they'll be able to get up in the morning they'll have karchis, and they'll have fresh karchis in order to learn. So the Indian of Kalma Asachal Hashem Shemayim, the Rambam explains there, is, is um, not at the time that you're actually eating. There, the Kalma Asachal Hashem Shemayim is that you should have the proper kavana, that when you're eating, the intent should be Ideally, according to the Rambam, the intent should be that a person should think that I'm eating this now not to stamp, to indulge in the world, to fill myself. But I am eating, and I'm only eating what I need to eat 
in order that later on, some hours later, I should benefit spiritually in my learning and my davening. Because if I if I have a, if I have something to eat, I'll have the strength to learn. If I get if I get a good night's sleep, then it will be a good seder of learning in the morning. And that is the classic, typical understanding of the Rambam and and uh, and most of the Rishonim. The means to an end. A means a means to an end. Therefore, the kavana would be a way, the intent, that proper intent, that I'm not eating this for the sake of enjoying it or indulging my body in something, but I'm eating this in order to serve God, that's called kalma sechel Hashem shemai, and that kavana, that good intention that you have when you're eating it, this is for the sake of learning and davening, that good intention closes the gap, closes, closes that gap between the body and the soul, so that when I'm eating, the body does not destroy me, because I have this kavana while I'm eating that later on from this eating I'm going to daven. I'm going to be able to have a good a good seder of learning, or sleeping is to be done as minimally as possible, as little sleep as possible. Of course, the Rambam has this program of health: how much sleep a person needs, and the point of that is again, is that. As a result of having a good night's sleep, I'll be able to I'll be able to be an uh, an Hashem in a healthy and good way. That's the meaning of Kol Masachel Hashem Shemaim, according to the Rambam. The Baal Shem Tov Hakadosh has a different mahalach completely. It's a completely different mahalach. Eating L'Shem Shemaim, a Kol Masachel Hashem Shemaim, does not mean that that the benefit of eating will be experienced later on when I'm, when I'm learning and when I'm davening. Achilu l'shem shemaim, again, ideally, not saying that regular people are good at this, but achilu l'shem shemaim means right now, at this very moment that I'm eating, this is an act of serving God. Not that I'm eating so that later on I can serve God, but the act of eating itself, and a Baruch Hu, as we'll see in a minute, from the Baal Shem Tov, the Kaddish Baruch Hu created this feeling of hunger in a person. The Kaddish Baruch Hu created hunger in a person in order to, in order to um, engage us in the act of eating, because eating itself is, is a very great opportunity to meet Him in this world, to encounter Kaddish Baruch Hu in this world. To have a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu in this world, to be meskasha to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in this world, everything, everything, of course, depends on bechol levavcha, bechol nafshecha. Here again, we see an example where to the Rambam, uvikashta misham as Hashem lokecha means that <coughs> eating. The main thing is when I'm eating is not to allow myself to 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 try to prevent myself from focusing. On, on this physical act. This physical act itself is unfortunate. It's not ideal. Eating itself is a big, big bidet of it. The food should be as little as I need just for health and should be as tasteless as possible. Because the tastier it is, the greater danger there is that it's going to consume me instead of me consuming it. There's a greater danger of being consumed by the food. And of course, the Ramam is right. Nobody could argue chas, 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 with that. It's true. 
And there's a tremendous there's a tremendous danger of being taken by this world. By being consumed. Same thing when it comes to sleep. Being taken by that. Seeing that itself as a goal, or seeing that as an objective or as an end to the Rambam is horrific. It's horrific. It's a tragedy to see eating as an end into itself. To see sleep as an end into itself, it's it's a tragedy. Or as the Chavos says, that wherever there's Chomer, wherever there's physical matter, there won't be Ruchnius. And that's, and that's absolutely true. In their eyes, it's a B'dayavid. So every time that I'm enjoying myself <coughs> in this world, or every time that I'm engaging in the world, I'm essentially losing. It's a B'dayavid. And if I'm and if I'm enjoying myself, and if I'm in that moment, so then I'm I'm losing. It's a bedevit. That can make for a very very um, depressing life. Not by the tzaddikim, of course not. By but by an average person, every single time that he's sitting down to eat is 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 a bedevit. Everything that he does in this world is a bedevit. To go outside and to get a little exercise is also for the sake of the body, in order that I should be able to learn. But otherwise, the act itself is not to be enjoyed, and not to be experienced. It's just, it, it gets done in order, to, in order to bring to that ultimate end that I'll be able to learn better and daven better and to be Mekayim Mises, to be an Ebed Hashem later on. So it's all, in the eyes of the Baal Shem, all of that is called Uvikashtem Misham, over there. <coughs> it's not now. It's later on. It's not now, and it's not inside of me, and it's not inside this piece of food. Whereas the Valshantov says, you don't mind, I have the pages, they're ready, they should be ready by the machine, Moshe, if you can get this, they're sitting there. Thank you. Whereas, whereas <coughs> to the Valshantov HaKadosh, hunger itself is the way that God speaks to us, and that God is, that Kachbaruch was saying, that it's time for you to do something with this world, to, to connect to this world and find me in this world. In this very moment of eating, in this act of eating. If you're seeking me, you can find me in a very remarkable way in the meal that you're having. It's not just that as a result of eating, you're going to be able to find me in davening, or speak, or speak to me in davening, or or um, be mekayim. The mitzvahs have the strength to, to put on film later on. But rather, it's one page. But rather, it's it's the eating itself. It's the eating itself. Again, remember, here. It's not that Hashem is standing apart from me, away from me in that piece of food, and warning me to be careful not to lose to this food, but rather Hashem is calling out to me from within the food itself. Now, I know sometimes even people like us can hear that. <laughs> but Hashem is speaking to me from within the food itself and saying, I'm here. I'm Mamish here. It's not that you have to be the evid, that be the evid you have to eat something so that tomorrow morning you'll, you'll be able to daven, or that later on you'll be able to have a, uh, to, to be able to have a seder in learning. Which is, of course is true. No one's arguing with that, that you need strength to, to daven, to learn. Of course that's true. 
But the ideal, that's not the ideal. It's not that it, it's the Kalma Sechel Shem Shemayim doesn't mean that for heaven's sake, when I'm, when I'm learning a Davin, the Balshemtiv took that for heaven's sake in eating itself. This has to be understood. This is a revolutionary change in the way of looking at everything in life. For heaven's sake means this moment. Therefore, we're going to learn later on work, and we spoke about this driving a truck and working, whatever other kind of work that you're doing, as long as it's honest, it's ehrlich, was not seen as a terrible misfortune and tragedy. It was never seen in Hasidus as being a bidet evid, ever. Until maybe, you could say recently, because of the influence of, of others outside of the Hasidim, and, and because we're not on the Madrigal that the Balshamta was talking about. Because the same way that eating L'Shem Shemayim, for heaven's sake, and sleeping is L'Shem Shemayim, for heaven's sake, the act of eating itself, and the act of sleeping itself, and uncovering a locus in this world, and to make this world with the taklis is a dear betachtam to reveal Hashem's presence in this physical world, like in the Beis Amikdash, in the stones, in the floor, in the karbonis, in the mizbech, so too, eating, sleeping, and working was never seen as a bedevet. And a Jew that went to work was never seen as a person who was losing, who was a loser, who was somebody who was doing something that is, that is a terrible misfortune, that he's not able to sit and learn what's the matter with him, how can he be so unsuccessful, and so on. It was never ever seen that way at all by the Chassidim. There was never anything embarrassing or shameful with the Jew going to work. Because the same way, the same way in the, in the cloud, Asher Shom HaElokim, and Moshe Rabbeinu went into the darkness and he found God. And the same way that in the, the Chassidim that are sitting down with the, with the, with the, uh, with the Lechaim and the, uh, and the, uh, and the Mezainas, and and in that moment of the tikkun, because God is there. And the tzalachas, the plate, is not a time of losing, it's a time of hatzlacha, of succeeding. In the highest mission, the highest shlichus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world, which is to be megala elakus in every single thing, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is memale kol amen mamish. And Hashem wants us to think every moment about how everything is elakus. So therefore... An honest businessman, a person who was working, and who and who was and who was focused on v'atamachayis kulam, lays also upon him. Like going back to that to that wealthy, uh, uh, the wealthy seicher that uh, the meister that I told you a few weeks ago from the holy Balatanya, where where the Balatanya was standing behind. He didn't this this businessman. You might remember the story that he was writing a cheshbon of the month of all the different things. He was just going over the papers of the month, the the uh, business. And he was to adding up the, the, the figures to come to the bottom. And the Baltanya, he didn't see that the Rebbe was standing there. And the Baltanya was looking. And the Dishasid, he wrote all of the different numbers of the month. And then he came to the bottom and he writes Samachai, which means Sahakal. And the Dishasid stopped and he closed his eyes and some tears came down. And he wrote Ein Od Milvada. There's only God. There's only God. And the Baltanya was very dispelled from this Dishasid. See, he meant it. When we tell stories like that, it's like it's a cool thing to say, right? But when, it, when he wrote there, Sahakal, what does Sahakal mean? The sum total of my life. The sum, what's the sum total of all of this? It's Elokos. 
We don't even know what that means. What was that chassid thinking? The chassid was steeped in the teachings of his Rebbe. Yichudah Yiloh, Yichudah Tatar, which we're going to talk a lot about. The higher unity, Shema Yisrael, the lower unity, Baruch Hashem, Kvod Machus Olavet. How to bring Shema Yisrael, Hashem, Kvod Machus Olavet. Baruch Hashem, Kvod Machus Olavet. What does that mean? What does that mean? The whole Indian in this week's parasha that, that happened, the war that took place between from the beginning in the womb between between <coughs> Yaakov and Esav. So I spoke about this last year, Shabbos morning. I'm not going to go through the whole drush again. It's probably we probably have it written up and Parsha told us from last year. But but if you take a look at that, if you have a chance, so just to review for a second the the Yisod Hadvarim is that everybody here knows that it was very strange how Yitzhak Avinu, like the, le- the this the, this most important thing that he was concerned with, is that before he dies, that his son should bring him mataamim, should bring him delicious food, kasher ahavti, as I love. I mean, to hear the words coming out of Yitzhak Avinu's mouth, like this is one, this is like his last will and testament. Before I leave the world, I want you to bring me something really gishmak. I want to have, I want to have, like, like, like some, like some convict that's on death row, you know, like his, his last meal. Like this, like this, this, uh, this murderer says, what's your last request or something, and they, you know, he has to have from a uh, reserved cut. You know, some, uh, I just heard that name last week. Some new restaurant that the Oilem is, uh, is worried about getting to. So, so that's the, that's the last request. Yitzchak Gavina says, Matamim Kashra Hafti. And Rivki Mena says the same thing, like your father loves, oh, your father loves this. And this is the, so she's, he's sending Esav, she's sending, she's sending Yaakov, you know. So, so let's go back to the beginning. In order to understand that, before we get to the Baal Shem, to want to understand what's going on, so you know that Rashi says that while the babies were inside the mother's womb, Yaakov and Esav inside Rivka's womb, they were misraitz. They were fighting over the two worlds. And you remember that there was a heskim. They reached an agreement. That what? They reached an agreement that Esav would have this world. Esav would get this world. And that Yaakov would get the next world, the coming world. We get Olam Haba. That was the heskim. So now what happens is as follows. The Medrash tells us, that years later, after this deal was made, this is the deal. After the deal was made, years later, years later, they meet, the big, the big meeting takes place, and Esav looks at Yaakov Avinu, and Yaakov Avinu's livestock, and the family, and everything else, and Esav, Esav is really upset. And Lechari has a very good conscience. Didn't we have an agreement that your chilek is the is spirituality? Your chilek is alam haba. You remember we had that agreement. Your chilek is alam haba. So what do you do? Like how did you become a millionaire? Like what are you doing with this stuff? That wasn't the agreement. The agreement was that I have this world, and you're going to be. Like Yeshiva Bach, you know, in each time Yeshua Alam sitting in poverty, sitting in poverty, wearing a wearing a, a torn coat in the winter and shaking by uh, the the window that's broken and the radiator that's rattling, and that would be your life. So you, your life is Alam Haba. 
Your life is not in this world, your life is in the next world. My life is in this world. That's what the measure says. You're, 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 you're in this world just like me. You're in it just like me. So what kind of business is this? Mm. What happened to the deal that we made? That was the game that we made years ago. That we, the Nachlash Shnei we divide up the two worlds. I get this world, you get the next world. What kind of thing is this? I don't have the next world at all. <laughs> but look what you have in this world. I know I'm, I'm sticking with my end of the bargain. But you're not. That was Asa's Kasha. So what I was explaining last year, Pasha's told us, was that the, diff- the, the answer to Asa's question could be understood in the context of all really that we're learning right now. There are two ways. There are two ways to taste this world. There's, like we have in the, in the laning of the Asesa uh, Dibras, there's a Tam Elyon, or there's a Tam Tachtoin. You either taste God in this world, or you taste the steak and the sushi in this world. There's either Tam Elyon, or there's a Tam Tachtoin. What, what was happening here is that Esav, all Esav is capable of, and all that he understands, because Esav Yashin, this world, only this world. Esav does not have access to the other world, so he yashined this world. Therefore, his relationship to this world, which is his end, which is where he finds himself, is in this world, whether it, uh, in a less sophisticated way, it's in a piece of food, or in a more sophisticated way, it could be in a poem or a painting or in, the, in a romantic uh, thing with his girlfriend, whatever that might be. It's in this world, and that's where it ends. Now, that's the tam time. That's the lower case taste of life. And that's the, that's the Yerusha of Asa, which is Olam Hazah. Best case scenario is that it's poetry and music and, and art and so on, stuff like that. But Sof Kol Sof, that's the limitation that Asa agreed to of Olam Hazah. Now, a Jew, God forbid, can also make that mistake, and he could acquire more and more in this world, as we were talking about before, the chassid who's not living up to the expectations of the Baal Shem Tov, who's not living up to the, what we learned from the Rebbe Abunim, and, and then you will find that Jews are also talking about having a $1,500 bottle of wine, and sleeping in a hotel for one night for $15,000 or something, you could find that a Jew, God forbid, can get lost also in the lower case, uh, the lower way of looking at life. The chilek, is as far as, 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 the chilek however, is, is, is this. Since Yaakov Yashin the Ilam Haba, that's really the Yusha that he has, Ilam Haba, a Jew ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's almost impossible for a Jew to engage himself fully in this world and to enjoy this world completely, to have this world completely, to lose himself entirely in this world, to find that it satisfies everything about him. Everything is satisfied by this world. On the other hand, the Bnei Esav, the Bnei Esav cannot possibly taste how delicious a blad gemara is. 
you can't possibly taste how unbelievably wonderful it is to learn uh, to learn a toisvis tamru uki toivashem. You can't taste the taste of Shabbos and so on. Going back to Yaakov and Esav and Esav's taina, Esav's taina is, is a legitimate taina. On the surface of things, Esav is saying that Esav is saying is that the deal was I get olam, I get olam hazeh, you get olam haba. But I see that you have olam hazeh. I don't have olam haba. That means that Esav is not able to connect to anything godly in this world. All he has is olam hazeh, and he could find himself and that he could enjoy it. And a guy. A ben Esav can mamish have a gishmak from this world without any guilt or bad feelings at all. Whether it's in whether it's in eating or it's in his sexuality, whatever else it might be, whatever was imposed upon him by his by the, by the, some religious characters is all not the original Esav. The original Esav is live it up. That's what this world is about, and to engage fully in this world without any remorse, without any regret. That's all, because that's what that's his nachla. That's the Nachla of Esav, is, is Olam Hazer. The Indian of Olam Haba, he can't find Olam Haba in anything of this world. What we're talking about today, this, this Avoid al-Darach is what and what Yaakov was doing with all of that stuff that Yaakov you know, had amassed in his life was, Yaakov you know, certainly was on that Madrega of B'chol Levavcha of B'chol Navshach. That in every single, every single thing that he owned and every single thing that he had, it was all El Kus. It was all of us. It was all Elam Haba. When Yaakov would sit down Friday night to have a piece of to have a piece of fish and some chayin, so Yaakov you know, had a geshmak of Elam Haba. It wasn't a geshmak of Elam Hazer. It was it was the El Kus that's inside the fish. It was that it was that unbelievable opportunity of to of being megala in the physical world for Atamachaya is cool and place also Ponumine there is no there's nothing without a Kashbaru. Asaf is screaming to the to the to Yaakov, Listamatam, you're a Ghanif, you stole my world. And Yaakovinu and, and and what Yaakovinu was saying is that no, my relationship to Ilam Hazah is Ilam Haba. Everything in this world is from the perspective of the other world. In this world I taste the other world. On the other hand, you, even in things that are spiritual, you're only looking for a taste of this world. In other words, the division is a true division. The Heskem is a true Heskem. There was a true agreement. And they divided the two worlds. And as a result of that, Yitzhak Avinu can say, He's calling out to Esav. And he's saying to Esav, Maybe you too can find in this world God, as I have found him. Because what Yitzhak is saying, Matam Yitzhak is not a fresher. Chas And therefore they're going to be, you know, if the Rosh is upset about the Bach, that's putting a little bit too much, uh, a little bit too much uh, uh, leaven on his, on his bread, or dipping his pita into the trina, and the Rosh is getting annoyed, that what's the matter with you? Then what does the Rosh do with this Pasuk of Matam Kasher Ahavti? Like, what does it mean that Yitzchak says kasher ahavti about food? Who says kasher ahavti about food? I love this. You use the word love for a piece of food, and Yitzchak Avinu says matam kasher ahavti. The Torah says that when he said that, and when Rivka said ve'es oisam matam la'avicha kasher ahav. When she tells Yaakov to bring, and I will prepare this for your father because your father loves this food. 
He wasn't talking about the food. He was talking about the Va'at HaMachayis Kula. <coughs> and Yitzhak Avinu wanted to, to, to pull Esav out of that world that he was getting lost in. That he was slipping deeper and deeper into that world of Olam Hazah, of the food itself, of the meal itself. And therefore, Yitzhak wanted, to, who, whose whole avoid is that he was a carbon tomim. Yitzhak himself was, a, was an orphaning on the Mizbeach of Avram Avinu, of the Akeh, that he himself was a carbon. Yitzhak Avinu was so not, so not in the eating itself. Yitzhak Avinu's Indian was that eating is a time of kashara. Hafti, the tachlis of our lives is to find God in everything that we're doing. Therefore, Tzudli Tzai, go hunt and bring back food, and I'm going to teach you how to eat the way that a Jew is supposed to eat. You have a good appetite, that's okay. That's all right, that's normal to have a good appetite. Yes, but Hashem But to be a God-fearing person. And God-fearing person doesn't mean that, that, the, that eating is Olam Hazah, and that Ruchni is Olam Habah. Eating means that eating itself is an opportunity for a Jew to have a relationship with Olam Habah, to be in Olam Habah, to relate to the Creator, to, to find God in the eating itself. Not that it's, not that, that, that it has to be uh, a separation between you and God as a result of this act of eating. It's a whole different way of looking at life. And that's what Yitzhak Yavina was seeking. Because he was on the greatest level, the highest, highest level when it comes to this avod of being a carbon mamish, a carbon tamad Hashem, which doesn't mean not to eat. He was saying, he's saying to Esav, eat, it's okay to eat. Adarabbi, I love eating. The difference, however, is that I love eating because eating itself is, is, is an act of kedush of holiness. It's the tish of the tzaddik. And I want you to eat with me in that way, not the way that you're eating, which is Elam Hazer, and losing yourself in Elam Hazer. Right, hold on to the page in the Balsham, we'll do that in the next week.